This is Nomina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health, addictions, and holistic care community to talk about different issues and treatment modalities. Now, guest opinions are their own, and some content may be triggering. With that, today's guest is Dan Calco, Clinical Director of Nomina Integrated Health in Winnipeg, who is here to talk with us about outpatient treatment programs, or IOPs as they're sometimes called. They can be an excellent alternative for those who can't always take the time to go to an inpatient treatment center. So let's welcome Dan. Well, welcome back, Dan. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Thanks. I'm anxious to talk about this because I am a sober woman, have been sober for some time. And when I got sober, the only option was my girlfriend telling me that she was going to lock me in her basement. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a true story. Okay. You're going to talk to us about intensive outpatient programs or outpatient rehab as opposed to in treatment centers. Yeah. Um, And that's unfortunate that that was your only option um, because that's uh that's harsh right and but one of the things that you identified that the the benefit of that is trying to get people out of their environment right and so when the environment is unhealthy we want to bring people out of their environment to a place like an addictions treatment center or some sort of other third location third party location where we can kind of take people put them in a safe space reset them neurologically biologically psychologically create healthier options for when they go back. That's inpatient. Outpatient, intensive outpatient treatment is for when maybe you don't need that. Maybe you do have some solid supports at home. Maybe you do have a really good home environment and you're just struggling with the psychological piece, but your family is supportive, your loved ones are supportive, uh, and they can provide that wraparound support outside of the hours of the intensive outpatient program like we do in an inpatient program. And that's where the benefit of finding an intensive outpatient program is is realized because we can still give you all of the benefits of an inpatient program. The nominate inpatient program has been the feeder for the outpatient program, but it's cheaper, uh, a little bit more flexibility, right? A little bit more autonomy. A lot of people need that in order to do it. So there's a lot of benefits of an intensive outpatient program, but there's a bunch of prerequisites that are also helpful to have before you go into them. Yeah, I know for me, I had my kids and I had three little kids at the time and I was running a business and there was just no way. There was no way I could stop what I was doing and then go into treatment. And then what do I do with my children? So it just wasn't an option. For sure. Yeah. And you highlight a lot of really good points. Life goes on. And that's what we tell people in inpatient. Um, and this is what we're talking about right now is that life goes on. And some people have the ability to pick up and go. Some people are required to pick up and go to inpatient. But a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people have family commitments. A lot of people have responsibilities, but they need to reset themselves as well. And so this gives you the ability to do both in a very effective way. Well, then another question I always have is that uh, I know there's, so I have a friend who has dual diagnosis. Would okay. outpa- or inpatient be okay for that as well? If you're dealing with not just 
uh, addiction or alcoholism, but there's some underlying mental health conditions in there. For sure. And that's the one of the benefits of having our outpatient program created from our inpatient program. Uh, they're, they're very, very similar. They employ uh, all, all of the things that we know, all those protective factors that we know. We talk about psychology. We talk about nutrition. We talk about all of the different things that we need to reset in a person and bolster in order to create wellness, holistic wellness. Um, and dual diagnosis is one of those things. And we know that the majority of people suffering with addictions issues or substance abuse issues have dual diagnoses. Oftentimes the addiction is the thing that's the most easy to focus on because it's visible. It's at the forefront of their behavior and their patterns, but usually there's something underneath. And so our outpatient program is totally designed to handle dual diagnosis or multiple diagnosis individuals. Okay. And if somebody is watching that isn't in Canada, what should they look for in an addiction treatment outpatient program? Yeah, and that's a really great question, right? We want to make sure that it's going to support them. So first of all, it has to be doable. It has to be financially uh, achievable and the time uh, constraints that go within it because it is intensive and it usually requires several hours a day of attendance. Uh, those are going to need to work for that person's lifestyle. They're also going to need to know that they're able to go. So like I said before, they're able to attend. They have those that safety, that... that um, home safety to be able to do hard work in intensive outpatient because it uh, it's not easy none of this is easy and change as we know for anything is hard and so we need to have that support there uh, but they should be looking for just the the things that are focused on is it addictions focused are they suffering with addictions does it allow for multiple diagnosis what are some of the other things that will support them through their journey the more holistic pieces, right? Do we talk about nutrition? Do we talk about sleep? Do we talk about pain? Do we talk about sex? Do we talk about like sexual functioning, I mean, or dysfunctioning, right? These all go into creating a well person, a well human being. And does this outpatient program meet the things that they're looking at? Does it meet their plan for growth? Because not every program is good for everybody and that's okay. We, um, we, we want to acknowledge that. One of the things that our outpatient treatment or outpatient program does is that it allows us the flexibility to customize some of those pieces. So we have the ability to throw in a naturopathic doctor or a psychologist to, to make assessments. And depending on which package you, you decide to go for, we can add those things uh, to help support that. And not every program does, and that that's okay. Uh, it just has to work for the things that you're looking for and the goals that you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think you pretty much answered my next question about what does a day look like uh, in an outpatient treatment program? And I know there's a lot yeah. of psychoeducational support and then these other resources and direct number feedback. I know that's something else that uh, we offer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the standard program would be, um, it's kind of like work. So it'd be like a, a nine to four kind of um, day with uh with meal breaks in between and there's like you mentioned psychoeducation classes that's where we teach about the different parts of our psychology some physiology nutrition medical pieces that can be a factor social pieces so there's that's interspersed without that we also know that learning is augmented by exercise so uh, physical therapy um, there's also personal training time right so we want to get that personal we want to get the heart pumping we also want to make sure that there's time for nutrition, 
to make sure that we refuel the body and the mind in order to make sure that they're ready for the thing that comes next. And then there's individual therapy, group therapy, like you mentioned, direct neurofeedback. Again, that's that additional piece. Not everybody needs direct neurofeedback, but if it's identified in the intake that that's something that you would benefit from or something that's identified in the early parts of the program that could be beneficial for that individual that gets added on. Like I said, individual therapy, we can do assessments, nutritional assessments, holistic uh, or naturopathic assessments, vitamins, all of that kind of stuff can be customized in order to help us move along and work towards that goal of optimal health. Well, we've done videos on direct neurofeedback. So I think I'll link that uh, in the video card afterwards. And then I know you and Lisa did a video on relationships and early recovery, which is quite good. So maybe I'll link that too. And then I'll put all of the information in the in the description as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that family support is really important as well. And that's an option yeah. too, uh, to find out what your loved ones or your supports need to know about that. And that can be added on as well in terms of how we support our humans in early recovery or through the intensive outpatient process. Because yeah. processing is hard, right? Things come up. When people feel safe enough or their subconscious feels safe enough, it'll come up. And we want to be able to have the ability to handle that within the program, but also outside because it's only the working hours of the day. And then you still have the whole rest of the day where you have to go home and you maybe have to be a mom or a dad or a, a brother or a husband or a wife or, or whatever those other elements are, those, still, those things still need to happen. How do we make sure that we support you through that? And that's all stuff that we learn and can support uh, within the program. That sounds like another video because I know family dynamics in recovery is a big one. Um, very much so because we don't live in isolation and or very rarely do and usually isolation is unhealthy for humans so that that overlapping social connection is very important to be supportive and that's why i said intensive outpatient is good for people who already have that or some subset of that to say i feel safe enough to be able to go and come back maybe my family doesn't have the tools to be able to support me and that's where we can bolster them but they're there and they're willing to support me. They're, they're supportive of my desire of my goals. Now we just have to give them the tools and they can kind of, because that's what they're going to have to do afterwards, right? They're going to have to support each other. And that's what we want. We want that interdependence within the family life or the family structure later. How do we achieve that? Or how do we make that as, as nominal as possible? possible? Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dan. No uh, problem. Good to see you again. And uh, it's been far too long. <laughs>